Hey, Oasis Online, I am so glad to talk to you from my house this morning. I, I believe that I, I'm super thankful for social media, and I believe social media is really making it possible for all of us as believers to connect uh, a little bit more together through the gift of uh, the, the social media and technology today. So I'm glad, and my prayer is that God is still going to move, whether you're uh, on your couch this morning drinking coffee or you're listening uh, while you do laundry, whatever it is. I believe that God is going to do something amazing. He's going to transform. So I, I, let's pray real quick that God will do a huge move this morning. Father God, I thank you so much for the God that you are. I pray that you would just uh, let this message pierce the very marrow of each of our bones. And God, that you would uh, completely, if there are any callous hearts or any um, ears that are turned off, would you turn the ears on and uh, soften the hard hearts? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, I actually want to talk to you about something this morning, which is about staying awake. And if you're watching this live on Facebook or on YouTube, it's the morning. And so you might even understand the struggle sometimes of waking up early in the morning and trying to basically stay awake. You know, when I went to a church in Ohio, I used to attend a church in Ohio where the pastor would preach for about three to four hours on average. That's on average. And I, I got to say, he was a good speaker. But it was really hard sometimes not to doze off a little bit because you're just sitting in a comfortable chair. You had woken up early and you know the, the, the air is warm and you find yourself starting to doze off. So I learned some tips that you probably have learned before sitting in a church and being tired. But those tips, of course, are like opening up your eyes. When the pastor looks at you, you're like looking right at him to be like, yeah, I, I got you, I feel you. But you're really just trying to wake your eyes up. Or, uh, you know, just nodding your head yes, but you're really stretching your neck. I'm so just trying to wake up. You're about to yawn, so you cover your, your mouth, but you try to make it look very thoughtful. You know, oh, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> that's a good one, Pastor. As much as you try, you're still tired, right? You're in a sleepy state. You're sitting down in a posture that unless you could stand up right now, you're going to fall asleep. You, you really can't help it, right? That's the kind of the motion that you do because you're in a posture of sleeping. Well, that's, how, that's what I want to talk to you about today in a spiritual sense. I think a lot of people put themselves in a posture for being spiritually asleep. You're, you're in a certain current situation in your life, just like you would be in a current situation sitting down and falling asleep in a, in a long-winded church service. You might have put yourself in a current situation or found yourself in a current situation where you're falling asleep spiritually. You might be spiritually apathetic, uh, spiritually angry. Uh, your faith might be lessened. Your faith might be wavering. Uh, and overall, you find yourself asleep. You're not alive for Christ like you used to be. You're just asleep. Well, I believe Jesus has a message for us in 2021 uh, that he says is basically, wake up. This is a message for 2021 because this is the last Sunday before we move into a brand new year. And I want to encourage you as a Christian that this is our season. This is our time to stay awake. I, I know that we wish that we all slept through 2020, but there are already reports coming in saying that the next 10 years, we're going to start to see the results of what happened in 2020. We're still going to see the impact of people even emotionally over the next 10 years, which is going to require Christians to be awake and alive and be there for people that are going to experience those kind of negative impacts over the next few years. So this is what Jesus says in Mark chapter 13, starting in verse 35. I want you to go to these verses. I want you to highlight them. 
And I believe that this is a message that we need to keep close to us. This is going to become a bit of a mantra for me in 2021. Jesus says this, therefore stay awake. Mark chapter 13, therefore stay awake. For you do not know when the master of the house will come in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. See, for context in this, it, it, you can go back and read the entire chapter, but basically he's having a private conversation with a few of his disciples and they're talking about the end of the world because why not, right? And so they're having this conversation about the end of the world and I'm not gonna go into all of those verses because I believe that if I were to do that, this would take us several sermons to really open up and get into and there would be debates and everything like that. That's not what I wanna focus on. But if you get a chance, sure, absolutely go back and read the entire chapter. What I wanna focus on is these verses because after Jesus talks about wars and rumors of wars, uh, about these natural disasters, antichrist, the, the uh, abomination of desolation, whatever that is, he mentions all these crazy, gloomy things. He ends it with two strong words, which is stay awake. Basically, Jesus is saying, hey, trouble is coming. I need you to stay awake. And I, I totally understand that idea. When trouble is coming, I think by nature, we want to ignore it. When trouble is coming by nature, we want to avoid it. We want to distract ourselves. We want to fall asleep. So I, I, I remember, and uh, my wife, Micah, was saying that she had this exact same experience. So we kind of bonded over this recently. But I remember when I was a kid, and on a Saturday morning, if I would wake up, on a Saturday morning and I would hear music blaring throughout the house from my stepmom, my heart would sink because I knew that it was cleaning day. She was listening to some Celine Dion music. She would always blast it and that would show me, oh boy, today I have to work. I have to clean. I don't want to do it. So what do I do? I pretend to go back to sleep. I go back to sleep hoping that maybe I can sleep in and she won't know that I, I need to get up. Maybe she'll think, oh, okay, he really needs that sleep, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, I'm avoiding work. And uh, as much as I would try, I would still get that knock on the door. And my stepmom would say, come on, you got a job to do. And to that same phrase, I say to you, Christian, wake up. You have a job to do. I know that it's seems easy and tempting when there's all this trouble going on to focus on your own self. But that is exactly how you stay sleepy, how you stay in bed, how you stay just focusing on your own meat. But there is a job to do. See, Christianity goes beyond just raising your hand and accepting Jesus. There is a job for each and every believer. Jesus talks about this in uh, Matthew, uh, let's go to it, Matthew 22 verse 37, Jesus gives us the two greatest commandments. He says the two greatest commandments are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. See, these are the two most important commandments. Another word you could say is that these are two tasks for us as believers, is to love God with all of our heart, all our mind, all our soul, all our strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves. You know, if we were to be honest, maybe we would say this is a, has been a year but well, we haven't prayed as much. There, this has been a year where one third of Christians has avoided church altogether. And I believe that if you're one of them, if you haven't gone to church and, and somehow you were just scrolling through and you're watching this online, that I believe God wants you to stop in your tracks right now and listen to this message. 
because he wants to wake you up. This is a message that the Holy Spirit is speaking directly to you to say, wake up. And you're gonna be so grateful that you did. And so will the people around you because the second commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. You know, Christian, there are so many people around you. Even when you're staying inside this year, you were still around people. Even when you were staying inside this year, you still had people on social media that you talked to regularly. You still had people you were FaceTiming. You still had people in your house. And some of these people in your own house, not even just neighbors, family members, you knew were desperate for love. You knew were depressed. You knew were lonely. And yet you were focused on your own self. I'm not blaming you because I have found myself focusing on my own self. That's not what Jesus has called us to do. That is sleeping. But there are people that need your help. See, I've been so thankful this year because trust me, I have been tired. Even just sighing right now, that was a wonderful feeling. <laughs> just to be here and be like, I am tired because of the year that I've had. But boy, am I thankful that God used me this year. I am thankful that I said to him, Lord, here I am. Send me, because during this entire year here at Oasis, we have done incredible things in the valley that, that God has done through us. We had students come to our church. Even CBS had, had to film it because they had to see it for their own eyes. Us taking in students because parents had to go to work and they, they didn't know where to put their kids. Uh, we had uh, Oasis Cares Ministry where we would actually, we, we were paying and helping um, people that couldn't pay their bills because they had lost their jobs. We gave thousands of meals away all over the valley. Um, we, we, I remember when everything first happened, there were ladies at the church that made masks for a hospital that had no masks. They were completely out. And the ladies at our church made it, and I'm so thankful that I was able to be a part of, of this life. I, I know my wife and I, we literally delivered food to people's doors because they had stayed inside. Like this is things that we were able to do because we chose not to sleep. And we said, God, let's look around. God, tell me, what do I need to do? And I believe God said, stay awake. See, there, there are troubles everywhere. He's paraphrasing. I'm gonna paraphrase this verse where he says, there are troubles. Stay awake. In fact, as best as I can count, Jesus said to stay awake or wake up at least 13 times in separate stories throughout the New Testament. And they were all different things, especially things that kind of um, shocked me a little bit. Like one in particular, there was a, a girl, a little girl who was dead right before his feet. And he said, Everybody else was convinced that she was dead. And he said, no, she's just sleeping. And then, she, and then he said, wake up. And she did. She just woke up. His friend Lazarus was dead, dead for three days. And he said, I'm going to go wake him up. And he did. He said, wake up. See, uh, that's crazy to me. There was Jesus. I'll, I'll take you to the day that he was about to, like the night before he got taken. He was praying in the garden. The disciples were sleeping. And he was praying in the garden over all this, knowing what was about to come of his life, of the end of his life. And he goes to his sleeping disciples and he says, can't you stay awake for one hour with me? Just stay awake. See, in all of society, these people, when Jesus were living, they were all tired. The disciples, very rightfully so, they were tired. It was late at night and they were tired. The society back then that Jesus was living in, was tired. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you something because I think you might even relate 
to what was going on in that culture back then. But in, in the culture of that day, there was a political fabric that was unweaving right before their eyes. There were riots. Uh, people were angry. There was disease rampant all over the culture. And people were literally just filled with hate and anger and frustration. Does this sound familiar, Christian? Because that's what was happening back then. And Jesus's response was still, wake up. But the people were saying, I'm sick and tired. See, this is what I want you to get. The human dilemma is, I'm sick and tired. But the godly response is, wake up. See, the human dilemma for centuries has always been, I'm sick and tired. Uh, But the answer is not to call it quits. The answer is to not throw in the towel. The answer is not to distract yourself or go to bed. The answer is not to sit yourself on the side bench while the game is going. No, the answer is to stand up, to say, here I am, Lord, send me, and to see what God can do through a willing vessel in a sick and tired world. See, Jesus was saying it to the very disciples. In our key verse, he's saying it to the disciples that he knows a few days from now, he's going to tell them, wake up, I'm praying. Won't you pray with me for one hour? Won't you stay awake for one hour? And he's telling them, stay awake. And then he says, whom I say to them, to you, I say to all. It's all of us is stay awake. So what does it mean to be awake spiritually? What, what does that mean? It means to be uncomfortable for the sake of the cross. That's what it means. When you're uncomfortable, you can't sleep. I went to a conference one time where a really big, famous speaker had it literally written in his contract that the room of the, the conference room had to be very cold. And he explained later because everybody started complaining. He explained later the whole reason is because he knows that if you're cold, you're not gonna fall asleep. And he would rather you be uncomfortable and get something out of this experience and learn something than to be comfortable and fall asleep and not get anything out of this experience. And I think that this is a message for each of us as well, is that it's better for you to be uncomfortable and get something out of this human life experience. And when I say get something, I mean experience the mercy and the grace of Jesus Christ. I, I mean literally watch miracles unfold before your eyes. Some of you that are watching this have never seen a miracle in your life. Not one miracle in your life. And I believe it could be because perhaps you're not uncomfortable. When you put yourself in an uncomfortable position, you can watch God move tremendously. See, there's, there's a spiritual benefit to being physically uncomfortable. If you're not hearing from God, I would say make yourself uncomfortable. Wake up early in the morning at 6 a.m. and pray. If you're feeling yourself financially desolate, I would say tithe, which is a biblical uh, principle. Make yourself uncomfortable and tithe. Maybe you're saying right now, Chris, everything that you're saying to me is uncomfortable. Good. You know something Jesus never put in the call for you to be comfortable? Jesus has never called for you to be comfortable. Jesus never told the disciples to be comfortable. When Jesus healed somebody, he never said, go and be comfortable. When he was praying in John chapter 17 for all Christians, all believers, even in the future, he never prayed for your comfort, not once. See, comfort is not in the call. Becoming a new creation is in the call. See, it's, it's just like uh, when, when you're born. 
right? When a baby is born, what's one of the first things that that baby does? Cries. Yeah, that baby is uncomfortable, but it's amazing. That baby is uncomfortable, but it's exciting. The baby is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful. It's incredible. There's life to it. And the same way it goes as a Christian. And you, what happened? Us, what has happened? All of us, are are we just asleep? We're not crying anymore. We're not uncomfortable. There's no beauty in it anymore. There's no beauty in our walk with Christ anymore. And I think it's because we fell asleep. See, Jesus didn't tell you to be comfortable in the Bible. That's not in the call. But Jesus does say, he, he, he mentions laying down one, one's life uh, for a friend. He mentions uh, giving up everything for him, being willing to give up everything for him. He tells a rich guy to sell everything in order to follow him, right? That is basically him saying, wake up. And waking up is naturally uncomfortable. Waking up is naturally uncomfortable. Of course it is. When, when you're in bed and you're cozy and you're sleepy, you wanna stay that way. But when you get out of bed at first, it's uncomfortable. And then you realize, I have a job to do. I have something going on in this day and, and it becomes successful. It becomes a, a day that you can say, hey, I got something done. I've accomplished something. And for us, it's not about us accomplishing anything. It's about what God can do through us. And I believe he can accomplish so much through you if you would just get out of bed spiritually. So, so how do you wake up? How, do, how does any of us wake up? Well, the same way that you wake up in a church service, you change your posture, right? You, when you, you change your posture, if you start to fall asleep, what do you do? Well, you have, to, you have to move. You have to get up. You have to stand up. See, Jesus, when he, when he encountered people that needed a breakthrough in their life, he also invited them to change their posture, to get up. In fact, there's a lot of times where he was talking to people and he tells them to arise, to get up, to go, right? In John chapter five, verse six through nine, uh, there, there's a story of this man who had been staying, his legs didn't work, he, he was a lame, I don't mean it in the 2020 version of lame, but he literally was lame, he couldn't move his legs, and his answer was right in front of him, it was this well that he could go to, and if he could get to this spring, then uh, according to uh, this culture, he could get healing. But he had to be one of the first ones there, and so he had sat there for so long, so long, that he eventually didn't even try. When, when people would get up early in the morning to run to this spring to hopefully get healed, he just stayed. He didn't have anybody helping him anymore. He didn't try to crawl there anymore. He just stayed. So in John chapter five, verse six, Jesus is going up and it says, when Jesus saw him lying there, he learned that he had been in this condition for a very long time. Jesus had asked, do you wanna get well? Verse seven, the guy says, sir, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. See, he literally said, get up, move, go, change. This is what Jesus knows. Jesus knew that you have to change your posture in order to change your perspective. You have to change your posture in order to change your perspective. Have you ever tried talking to somebody that's half asleep? 
if you have, and you probably have, you've been annoyed, right? They start to like fall asleep while they're talking to you and they're like, yeah, totally. And you're just so frustrated that you go, will you, will you drink coffee? Will you get up? Will you stand up? Will you talk to me, please? You're falling asleep. You sound like an idiot. And when you're half asleep and you're just trying to fake it, you're like, no, I'm awake. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm awake. Well, it's pretty evident. And you start to say crazy things, right? And I, I have talked to Christians this year that are half asleep. And I know it because of the crazy things that they have been saying to me. I, I have had so many half-asleep Christians conversations that it has broken my heart. Just saying things like, well, yeah, you know, I know I, I, I should go to church, but honestly, I don't think that's biblical. I just need to follow my heart, right? Or, yeah, I know I shouldn't be living with my, my girlfriend, but I, I, my heart tells me something different. I'm just following my heart. Listen, Wake up, buddy, all right? The, the word of God says that your heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? You need to wake up. What you're saying is crazy talk. And once you do, once you wake up and you start walking closer to Christ, you're gonna realize, wow, all of the problems I had before were totally different than what they really are. But my perspective was different because I was laying in bed. My perspective of the whole situation was different because all I was worried about was my comfort, not the uncomfortability that would lead to radical Christianity and, and seeing life from other people or in other people. See, there are people that need to stand up right now and be awake for Christ. That's my prayer for you in 2021. My prayer is that you will wake up. My, my prayer is that you will change your spiritual posture towards Christ. That, that this year, you will decide, hey, I'm going to intentionally pray for 20 minutes a day. I, I'm going to read the Bible for 15 minutes a day. I'm gonna go buy a, a Bible in a year and I'm gonna read the entire Bible this year. I'm gonna put myself in an uncomfortable position. I, I, I'm gonna go join a life group. I'm gonna find an accountability partner. I, I, I'm going to go and attend a church, whether it be online or in person, whatever it is. I'm going to put myself in an uncomfortable position because I know that that is when God is going to move the most. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to um, have a moment with other people. I, I, I'm going to wake up. That's my prayer. And you know, people, accountability is really important. It's really important to stay awake. My dad told me a story. He was a soldier. And I, I don't know if he knew these people or if this was just an old story, but it's always stuck with me. And he told me the story of these two soldiers that had been stuck in enemy territory and they had to stay awake because they knew that the enemy would come. So they sat back to back with their guns drawn just in case there was a battle. And they realized that both of them in this dire situation had to stay awake. So when one would start to doze off, the other one would talk. And say, no, no, hey, wait, let's wake up. Uh, let, me, let me ask you questions about your life. Come on, you, you gotta stay awake. And they would keep each other awake. They stayed up for a couple days until they got rescued. See, you might be falling asleep a lot easier because you're not around another soldier. You might be falling asleep a lot easier because you don't have a brother in Christ egging you on, being your accountability partner, saying, hey man, what are you doing? What are you doing? Stop giving into that sin. Stop staying away from believers. Stop not reading your Bible. You need somebody to say, wake up. There's a spiritual warfare going on here. There's a battle going on here and it's much deeper than just things that you think are, it's much deeper than, than your bills and your finances. It's so much deeper. It's about the, the sheer salvation of the people next to you. 
It's about something way deeper and you need somebody next to you to say, wake up. So I implore you to get involved in church again. There are so many ministries, even at Oasis alone, so many ministries that need people right now. Get uncomfortable. Be a part of this year to say, I'm gonna go help out the food pantry. I'm gonna go help out the prayer team. I'm gonna go help out uh, whatever ministry it is that I'm passionate about. I mean, heck, maybe even make yourself so uncomfortable that you're helping out a ministry that you never thought you would be uh, comfortable about. You, you might help children's ministry, right? And you think, wow, I never, I would never wanna do children's ministry. Well, a lot of times God does the most in you when you're at the end of yourself. When you're not at the end of yourself, a lot of times you're just sleeping. So I wanna encourage you as we move into 2021, even after this, I'm gonna pray for you and I want you to spend time with your family and talking about what can we do to stay spiritually awake? What ministries can we be a part of? What Bible studies can we start? Or what Bible studies can we join? What life groups can we join, right? I want you to have that conversation so that you move into 2021 intentionally saying, Lord, let me be excited about you again. Let me be on fire for you again. Let me be awake again because so many other people need to see what you can do through a willing vessel. I'm gonna pray for you. And you know, you might be watching this right now and thinking, honestly, I don't know if I've ever had an awake moment. I I might just be um, playing church for a long time. I I don't know if I've ever truly been spiritually awake. Well, I wanna pray for you. And uh, I'm praying that God is awakening your heart right now, that there is a a moment of true repentance that you're gonna go through to say, hey, I've gone through terrible things. I've done terrible things. I was not a great person. I was filled with sin. But Jesus, you are the ultimate forgiver. Would you forgive me of my sins? And so I want you to pray that right now. Father Lord, would you just transform those hearts, the ones that have never been awake, that are listening to this message, I believe, through you just getting it in front of their eyes and doing incredible things in and through them right now, Lord, would you awaken their hearts, awaken their spirits, and let them just turn to you with a true repentant heart to say, sorry, Lord, forgive me of my sins, forgive me of the evil I've done, and would you just be the Lord of my life, be in charge of my life, let me be awake. And Lord, I also pray for those that have been Christians for a long time, that have found themselves not as passionate about you anymore. Lord, would you just transform them right now? Awaken something in them and say, wait, I want to be more awake. I want to be more alive. I want to be how I used to be. I want to remember my first love. And so Lord, right now, would you put put uncomfortable situations in their life this week to remind them to stay uncomfortable and stay awake? In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much. Make sure you can message us at any time and we would love to answer questions, pray for you, be there for you. And I'm so looking forward to seeing you guys again in person. Thank you and God bless.